0: Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and we are so excited to have Michelle here with us. People refer to her as the cardio tennis guru. Michelle has been with cardio tennis since it was created in 2005 and was the global education director. So Michelle, can you share your background with cardio tennis, how it came about, and what exactly
1: you do? Hi, I would love to. So Cardio Tennis was launched, started in 2005. The very smart people in the tennis industry looked at research and said, wow, fitness activities are kind of kicking the butt of traditional sports. All right. So not just tennis, football, baseball, all of them. So they said, what can tennis do to compete with the fitness industry? And that's how Cardio Tennis was born. And the idea was, it's a, you know, it's fitness, it's a group, people are very time crunched, you know, you want to get your exercise in, get in and out. So we launched um, actually at the US Open in 2005. We had a really big media day with 50 media outlets there. We had a bunch of celebrities, we were doing cardio tennis from three o'clock in the morning till I think noon, you know, nonstop for all the media. Um, It was really great. And, And it just took off. Like we thought, Oh, this will be great for the United States. We never thought that it would be so global and that coaches and tennis consumers in so many different countries wanted to be a part of it. So... My role has been really more, um, more so on the coach side as opposed to the consumer side. So, um, all the education that has been developed and grown over the years, all the program development, new products, that sort of thing. That's kind of been, that's been my role. And so that allows me to, I do a lot of traveling, um, in the United States and, um, before pandemic internationally, but, um, you know that will that will pick itself up again as well
2: what a cool opportunity can you tell us why cardio tennis is a group fitness class and how league players can benefit carolyn and i play in a lot of league usta leagues um and i've done cardio tennis have you done cardio tennis yes i did it once and yeah. it was a lot of fun it is fun yeah, yeah i've yeah, done it's it a lot well. of fun
1: yeah
2: i'm gonna ask you a question after i answer this one all right okay. and that
1: was so uh, the interviewee interview you mean yes. the interviewers. Um, <laughs> So really, we position it as the group fitness and not a tennis class. Now, that being said, a lot of instructors, tennis coaches out there, they're still delivering it as a tennis class, meaning there's not that much difference. They maybe put on some music and they feed a lot of balls. Well, that's not what cardio tennis is. It's very specific. It's very purposeful. There is a very specific format with time hacks, just like any group fitness class, All right? So if you go to an orange theory fitness class or a lay mill body pump class or any of these big brands, you know what you're getting, okay? They have their own language. You know what the experience is going to be. My goal has always been that whether you take a cardio tennis class in San Francisco or New York or London or Sydney, Australia, it should always be a very, very similar experience, okay, from a language and what the benefits are going to be. It's really about group heart rate training. So we've been doing group heart rate training since 2005. Nobody else was doing that. Okay, Fitbits didn't exist. All these apps, nothing existed like we see today. So tennis was actually the leader in this area of group heart rate training. So if you really experience a true cardio tennis workout, you're going to be wearing a heart rate monitor. The coach is going to have an iPad on the court with them, and you're going to see all of your um, your data on that iPad. And you're going to get an email after the workout that tells you what you did. Now, how that transfers over to all of our hundreds of thousands of league players, right? If you look at any sport, Okay. It doesn't matter what it is. There's basically three phases. You have your practice phase. You have your, you know, your technical strategy phase and you have your fitness training phase. All right. So if you're going to be a good, a great athlete in any discipline, you need to do all three of those. Well, our league players don't get enough on the fitness training Aspect, right?
2: Definitely, so, definitely. We right. were yeah. both shaking our head. Yes, yes. So that's okay. correct. And so,
1: <laughs> why would we not use our own sport to train for our sport? So, I would guess for you guys, you probably do maybe some sort of clinic lesson maybe on a weekly basis, right? Then you probably do, you know, do a bunch of practicing maybe with your teams at least once a week. And then Sometimes. I would say, okay, <laughs> what are you doing for fitness conditioning? And you is that our question? May, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we may or may not have an answer. Right. Yes. So cardio tennis could be utilized as your fitness, your conditioning, your endurance training. So athletes that do, and I refer to everybody as an athlete, okay? If you're on my court, if you're doing cardio tennis, you are an athlete, okay? So what is the athlete um, doing to, one, help with injury prevention? for their tennis career, because we see a lot of injuries, their overuse injuries, their lack of strength training injuries, etc. cetera. Athletes that do cardio tennis, they will say, I now get to balls that I never got to before. You just take that all by itself. You are now winning more points. And I think ultimately as a league player or a tournament player, our goal is to win. Okay. And what are the things, I mean, fixing your forehand is not necessarily going to help you to win points. Okay. Yes and no. Okay. If I can get to balls that I never got to before, well, guess what? Now I'm still in the game and chances are I'm going to
2: outwear my opponents. Right. One of the things that I know Carolyn and I both do, because we both play singles and doubles, is we both very boringly run on treadmills, (laughs) which is, let's just say, like, it's not the most fun thing in the world to do. But I've noticed, and I think the difference between doing something like that and doing what cardio tennis does, which is anaerobic, right, more versus whatever, I was noticing even when I was running a lot, I would get into a match and I was still like, (gasps) just – really having trouble, you know, catching my breath a lot of times. But I think the difference with cardio tennis, when I did it, and I'm sure our programming wasn't set, you know, like we, we you described, we did a lot of like ladder work. And, you know, those quick, like you said, getting to points. And that's the big difference, I think, in cardio tennis, rather than just going to the gym and getting on a treadmill or any other, you know, thing where you're just on there for 30 minutes, you know, just to kind of burn some calories.
1: Aaron, I'm really glad you brought that up. That's that's actually a huge it's a huge point. So there's never anything wrong with running on a treadmill, right? I mean, being in motion, moving is always a good thing. But if you think about what our sport of tennis is, it's multi-directional. It's start and stop. So if I get on a treadmill or I go outside and I just run a couple, two or three miles, again, is it good for my health? Yes. Is it good for my tennis game? No, I'm not training for what the sport at hand is. So in, in cardio tennis, and we also refer to it as high intensity interval training. Okay. So, cause that's really what it is where you're training for short periods of time at much higher heart rates, and then you have short periods of recovery. Okay. So running on a treadmill, you could simulate that by doing more sprint work, elevating the incline of the treadmill. But people always ask me, how do I get fit to do tennis? Well, you do tennis, okay? You you do cardio tennis at a very high intensity level, and it's touches on the ball, okay? You are both playing singles and doubles, which makes me so happy that you're playing both, okay? And you know that it's very clear your workout in singles is ginormously Mm -hmm. more than a dot, you know. (laughs) Here here's the thing with doubles: you could go five minutes and never hit a ball. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah. Well it's better than lying on the couch okay but there's there's really no not much happening there okay so when you're doing singles and you're getting the repetition of touches on the ball that's cardio tennis magnified okay so that aerobic anaerobic effect that you're getting in cardio tennis is because of the touches on the ball so my body physically getting to the ball the physicality of striking it and the physicality of recovery that's where the aerobic and anaerobic
2: comes into play i think in doubles i still get worn out because i move so much <laughs> So, I still do little sprints, and sometimes I'm like, I didn't even touch the ball and I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I move a little too much, but that's all technique. So, no, I <laughs>
1: actually like to hear that as well.
0: Too Carolyn then. moves
2: a ton on the court. Yeah,
0: but maybe unnecessarily. Right. Just, well, <laughs> but good <laughs> I, for my health, right? Great yeah, for your I,
1: health. <laughs> I think I'm probably like you too. I think we all have a lot of energy, yeah, right? Yeah. So, it's, it's you know, and yeah, are we wasting a little energy? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. but... That's okay. I want to, I want to live long, but, but, and again, I'm not, um, I'm not poo pooing on doubles. Um, you know, it's, it's doubles is amazing. Um, and there can be a lot of movement, but you know, this as well as I do, I can go to any tennis club around the country and I can look across 10 tennis courts of doubles and there's, especially in Florida where I live, um, there's not a lot
2: of movement. (laughs)
1: So, so let me ask you, ladies. Do you, when you play your tennis, whatever it might be, do you wear a heart rate monitor?
2: No, I do on my
1: wrist. Okay, and what model do you have, Erin? Well,
2: I have. This is a Garmin, and I just okay, got it. Okay, so I'm all, so great. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I would say, and, and I I suggest I don't have this like the too, strap you could, kind. So here's the deal with this chest strap. Okay, the the, the chest strap is still the most accurate. Way to measure. Okay. And what happens when we have a wrist device, which is a polar wrist device, okay, and that works with, right, with or without, I still put my chest strap on, especially for tennis, because of all the multi directional movement. So the wrist devices where it's the light is tracking the, the blood flow, it's not reading. Like if you were to just run in a straight line for five miles, it would be very accurate. With tennis, It tends to not be just because of the movement in three-dimensional, the side-to-side, the forward-back. And then I would compare that to other things that you do, whether it's running on the treadmill or whether it's playing some volleyball or going for a walk. So you really learn to understand your body, but not only that, that you know... You, you need to push yourself. Okay. Most people think, oh, I'm working out really hard. Well, if I put a heart rate monitor on them, it would tell me what zone they're in. And I would probably be like, you're not working out as hard as you think you think should you be. Are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So anyway, just something you can think about. I have a question.
0: What should we aim for? If we do get yeah. the heart rate monitor and we are out there playing singles, cardio tennis, anything, what should we be aiming for?
1: Great question. So, there's five training zones. All right. And they're color coded. All right. So one through five. So whatever you work out, you want to spend the majority of your time in zones three or four. Okay. So from a color coded perspective, that's usually green and orange. So if you look at orange theory, do you know why they're called orange theory? because zone four is orange, okay? And that is the zone that maximizes calorie burning and post-exercise oxygen consumption. So you could do your workout, but you're gonna burn more calories throughout the day because you trained at a high heart rate zone. Now, what cardio tennis does is it puts you in the red, okay, which is zone five. And people think, oh, red, I'm gonna die. No, you're not gonna die, okay? every human, every athlete needs to spend some time in the red zone because that's how we increase and, and improve everything. Okay. Every physiological thing. Cardio tennis just gets us into that red quicker and with more ease. I say with ease. Okay. Meaning because you're actually having fun. Okay. If I'm in a spin class and I'm trying to get into red, I'm going to have to pedal that bike so hard. It sounds it's miserable.
2: Like,
0: this is <laughs> I'd rather red. hit a
2: ball. Yeah,
1: this <laughs> yeah. Is bleh, right. Yes, that's like treadmill so, um, running. <laughs> I'll, I'll, like I'll always ask people, yes. do you think um, that Nadal and Djokovic train in the red zone? And people are like, well, no, they're so fit. Uh. No, it it doesn't matter how fit you are. Okay, the reason that Djokovic and Nadal can play those mega five set matches that last for you know days right. is because of their training. And yes, there's now is it tougher for them to get into the red? Yeah. Because they're so fit. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, any great athlete has to spend some time in the red. So I'm going to summarize that Carolyn, cause I gave you a lot of information. Okay. So zone three and zone four are your targets. Okay. If you work out for an hour, um, if you can be like in the 15, 20 minute range in, in zone four, the orange zone, that's, that's pretty good. And here's the thing. If you have an Apple watch, Okay. A
2: lot of people do. -hmm. Which are
1: lovely, but they're not great for fitness because they don't give you zones. All the Apple watch does is tell you what your beats per minute are at that moment. Well, that doesn't mean anything to you unless you know what zone that correlates to and you're not going to do math. Okay. Like you're not going to, right? Now I will say with the Apple watch, they are in a beta testing. Okay. Of a new model where it will give you the zones because people in the fitness industry, like myself and that were were like, no, Polar's the best. Garmin's really good. Okay. Apple's a technology company. They're not a heart rate company. Okay. But they're, but they're getting there. So that's good news for our Apple uh, users. How about Fitbits? How do they... So Fitbits, you know, there was such a craze there for a while, right? Like they did an amazing job of marketing and investing and all that. So again, to me, they're a step company because that's how they started. I believe the Fitbit, some of their models do tell you the, the zones. But again, if you look at a Garmin or a Polar... Um, you know, those are devices that you can always wear that chest strap with. You can choose to wear the chest strap or not wear the chest strap. The other thing all the brands have now is the armband. So instead of putting it around your chest, you can put it around the bicep or down here. Again, I encourage use of those, but if I want the best data in the world, I'm going to go with the chest strap. And I'm I want to know if I want my calorie burn, I want it to be accurate, right? I want my heart rate numbers to be accurate. So, so there you go.
0: There's some heart rate training
1: knowledge for you.
0: Thanks very much to Michelle for being on the podcast. We have a second episode with Michelle where she gives us advice on the correct way to play triples and why you should play triples. And we've never actually played it this way. So we hope you check that out. Also, we've created a rules card for adult recreational players, and you can find that in the resource section of our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon.